about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Everybody, welcome to Worst Gig Ever, uh, the first episode of this new podcast. My name is Jeff Garlock. My name is Mike Pace. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. <laughs> Jeff Garlock, uh, former bass player of uh, Panthers, Orchid, uh, current bass player of a band called The Year Is One. And to my left, Mike Pace, uh, former guitarist and singer uh, of The Oxford Collapse. Know the... And so, welcome to the first uh, inaugural episode yeah. of Worst Gig Ever. Uh, and so, you may be asking yourself, uh, what is this show? Where? Why am I in this strange why place? Why am I in this strange new world? Oh, well, what this show is, is uh, the two of us were, were and still play music um, and have toured and have seen that it is not all it's cracked up to be. We've dedicated parts of our life to music, you right. might say, and we've realized that over the years, there's a lot of shit you got to go through to do what you love. It is not as fun as people think it is, uh, and that is really what this is about. It's it's beyond music. It's 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 about uh, you know uh, writing music, about uh, doing comedy, about uh, making arts, jumping through books. hoops, jumping th- and to what make you it have happen. to do to make it happen uh, because. There is nothing really but negative associated with it. Uh, you know, you have to get sucked into the quagmire of terribleness uh, to rise above. Uh, so there was a lot of rise above. Uh, we're, we're sinking. We're going to get into this quagmire yes. right now. Um, uh, basically, uh, each episode of the show, we're going to be speaking to people who've played music or, or comedians, and they're just going to tell us about some of the horror stories about uh, playing terrible shows, um, eating terrible food. Um, <laughs> Reference. You know, you'll hear about that later on in this episode. <laughs> uh, just, just all the shit that you have to put up with in order to do the stuff that you love so we're gonna get it started off here we have a great episode today uh featuring uh jason green who you might remember uh singer of the band orchid singer of the band panthers right uh current that. singer in a band called violent bullshit jeff you have a, a storied history with uh jay yeah uh we've been playing forever uh we've been playing since um uh, high school, we're playing in and out, but uh, we were in Orchid and Panthers together. Uh, and yeah, uh, one of my stories to it will be an addendum to a story you will hear uh, in the episode. Jason talks about uh, playing a show in Montreal uh, on our tour that Panthers did with High on Fire, uh, and he will get into the uh, the mm-hmm. underbelly that happens after the show. Uh, but he seemed to forget that the show itself was not that great either. Uh, we played the show, and it was in some weird kind of ravey nightclub. Uh, didn't really seem like we should be playing there. It was totally fine, downtown Montreal. Uh, but for me, it might have been the worst sound ever. Uh, the Awful. sound guy, and you know, sound can is pretty crucial. When, when you're, you're music, when you're playing music, you got to have some sound. For the audience that doesn't know, sound is very crucial for when you're playing music. Uh, and so that being said, uh, 
the sound guy was finding some way to hit the brown note. Uh, there was this low Oof. bass rumble going through the entire set uh, that he, one, seemed to think was totally fine. He thought it was a great ad- additive to our sound. Uh, and a little extra low end. For the listener, the brown note is the note, the, the um, mysterious, mystical, you might say, note yes. that makes you go diarrhea in your pants. Yes, and governments use it as uh, audio warfare on people. <laughs> uh, and so this guy found a way to do it. I think he might have been working for the CIA or something. But uh, I, I felt like I was going to shit my drawers the entire time we were playing and at one point, Joe was like, come on, man, our drummer. Uh, <laughs> give us a break. Uh, and this guy just had, uh, he did not care about changing it. Uh, and so, yeah, it was pretty much a terrible, terrible show. Impaired audio impairments uh, leads to shit show. <laughs> and that's what summer. That's what Worst Gig Ever is all about, the shit show, the shit show of life. So without further ado, uh, here is Jason Green talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, starring Will Smith. Right. Uh, go out and buy his record, Violent Bullshits. Adult Problems? Adult Problems on LP. All right. Enjoy. Worst gig ever. Buy it. Jay Green, currently singer of the band Violent Bullshit. Yep. Uh, former singer of the band Panthers. Yep. Former singer of the band Orchid. Yep. Former singer of what else we got? I was in Cheeseburger. Oh, I che- oh current singer of Cheeseburger. They don't do so much though. Yeah, um, we a lot can of go even further back uh, to hardcore records. Let's do, it. Let's, let's do uh, it. Hardcore bands. Yeah. Uh, former singer or former drummer of Suffragette. Yep. Former singer, no guitar player of All I Ask. That's true. Uh, former guitar player of Justify. Bass player. Bass player of Justify. Okay. X Justify X. Yes, X yeah. Justify X. You don't say X. the X's. But it's to. more fun to do yeah. that. Uh, in, uh, I also play bass and sang in a band called Liquid Blue when I was in junior yes. school. <laughs> Liquid Blue. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I get it straight. Singer in Violent Bullshit. Yeah. Singer in uh, Panthers. Was, Singer yeah. in Orchid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what was before that? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. What was before oh, that? Oh, before that. Uh, I just wanted to do the whole thing. Uh, okay. There was Dark Vibe. All right. Uh, singer uh, or drummer of Suffragette, guitarist of All I Ask. <laughs> this is a litany of failed yes. projects. <laughs> yes, uh, it's just, and that's perfect for this show. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, you know, full discretion too. Uh, former band discretion, mate. full no, discretion. Oh, disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure. No, yeah. discretion is not the word to use. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> not not being, uh, full disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah, uh, me and me. The and... show should be called full discretion. <laughs> Full discretion with the hey. Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, my pace. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, full disclosure, I was in uh, some of these bands. Yeah, Jay, good time. So most of them, most of them, yeah, a fair amount. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, show is called Worst Gig Ever, and <laughs> there it was playing shows is fun and also really terrible, kind of all at the same time. Exactly. Uh, would you agree? Disagree? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think coming from a punk or a hardcore background, I think the three of us all, uh, do. The main thing I realized that was a huge part that participated in me suffering through being in bad bands, bad shows for so long is that you have this, you have this like feeling that you always have to be so thankful for everything that you get. Mm -hmm. Any little slice you get 
you have to thank, be so thankful for. You play a show, five people show up, you play to those five people as if it was a room of thousands. Now I just think that whole theory is bullshit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because of that, you had to eat a lot of shit in the past. Yeah, uh, well, and the whole time you're like, theory. this is the way, you know, you, you're the whole, it's the opposite of being, uh, like, uh, uh, like rap music is all about, expecting more and punk is all about expecting as little as possible and sure. being very humble is the whole thing yes and i just uh, it's uh, that makes that makes that that puts you in a prime position to play a lot of terrible but shows play a lot of squats yeah. Uh, yeah. uh play a lot of places uh with a bunch of you know but what about like the the i always justified it that like a show could be good for i guess you know Unless you're like a huge touring band and there are always going to be people there and you're mm -hmm. always going to be selling stuff. You know, a show could be good for like four reasons. Like, A, you, you played well. B, uh, people showed up. Right. C, you sold a lot of stuff. And D, like, people went crazy and loved it. Right. And any combination of that would make it a good show. Sure. But, like... Maybe we were all just lying to ourselves. No, yeah. but the other... I, th I, think, I think that's totally true. But I think you get in a position where... The expectations are so low that you'd be like, well, there were only five people there, but those five people of course. went nuts. Yeah. Every single one <laughs> of them bought merch. Every yeah. single one of them loved the yeah. show, sang along. And, and we're I mean, $35 dollars richer. And we got, we're $35 richer. We're $50 in the hole. Yeah. Uh, and we're stuck in the middle of, there, you know, Lansing, Michigan or something. There is some appeal to that. But then you're at Max sure. Bar. Yes. We which are is Max oh, which is always a uh, yes, a good time. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think that there's something good about that kind of attitude. I mean, it's that's why punk is a young man's pursuit, young ladies' pursuit. Not to be a sexist already, right off the bat. But you are. I know. So. I just gendered that. Starting this one off. Started on off on the wrong. wrong. This one's for the men. <laughs> Full discretion. <laughs> Full discretion. <laughs> I'm a sexist. With Ayatollah Rock and Roller, Mike Pay. Um. But yeah, wearing I mean, the beach, think, it's bikini kill. It, it is a good attitude to have. I, but I found is, you know, once I became friends with people who are in bands that were successful, here's you. You don't realize how poorly your band is doing until yes, yes. You know people who are doing very well. You're just like, oh, we really weren't popular. Yeah, uh, people yeah. really didn't like it. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I and and you know. Yeah, I think you also it 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 burns a little bit more when you uh you know I, I think it, part of the you know the the feeling of punk for me is like you know obviously we're not going for it like we're not going for the gold. Oh, you're purposely you know? yeah you're you're purposely uh, acting as if like not success is the idea. Yes, yeah. and in 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 the end that just helps you to be fine with the terrible situation because right. when you know. You try to go for the gold. It's like this is the year we're going for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the year we're going to be a real band. Yeah. Uh, then that failure feels extra strong. Well, yeah, uh, that's it, though. That extra salt in the wounds. Yeah, you really make it. So, yeah, failure is built into the the, the the plan from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or it, you want to be failing in some ways. Uh, or being doomed to being appreciated after the fact. Yes. Which I Which, find to be the biggest pile of crap in the history of the world that the idea of a legacy to me is what's the fucking point of that i'm allowed to swear yeah yeah internet oh wait yes. yeah i know <laughs> we can bleep it out bleep it out but no, i mean what, but to what me, the freak is that <laughs> get the fudge out of here green fudge out of here. all right no but though the idea the idea that at some point i think this is a classic 
high school kid thing. I mm-hmm. think it's some. I think adults have it too. But that they think that at some point they're going to be like sitting on a cloud in heaven, being like, "I told you they'd be in ska again." You know, like, <laughs> that, like they, <laughs> as if they could hear it. Uh, I told you the scoglodytes so would come back. If the thing is, if it doesn't happen while it's while you're doing it, I mean, for all I know, Orchid was probably say has the the best reputation of any of the bands I've been in in terms of mm. people appreciate it. We were band- As I say, that's the band that has the most tattoos. Yeah, uh, the most it's tattoo. a terrible way to judge it, but it's kind of the truth. Yeah, and uh, I think it's I think it's great that it's something that kids will listen to to get into punk rock, but they weren't, weren't there when we were playing at shows, and so my memory of it is playing, you know, I loved being in that band, but we played to very few people in very crappy places, and then... Uh, and so, for all yeah. I know, millions of people could have that record, but who, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But it doesn't make you feel good that people, like, that this, that it, li- it lives on, that you, I mean, the legacy yeah. is, 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 is a, is a strong word. But to know that, like, oh, okay, well, at least, you know, it's nice to know that people are still listening to, like, the, the music lives on forever kind of. Well, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm thing. happy for that. I, but my, in my day to day, it doesn't occur yeah, to me sure. at all. And it's one of those things. It's not like, uh, it's not doing it. Like, this is a terrible way to put it. It's not doing anything for me, you know? Good for <laughs> what you. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Good for you. Sure. I'm glad you enjoy the records, but and when it comes down to it. I'm still here. I still have some, I still work some crappy job, and, you know? Yeah. Have a, got a cool girlfriend, boobs and stuff. It's great. But the, the, the records have nothing to do with it at that point. Mm-hmm. It's the, the kids, uh, Glad the kids are into it, but it, yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if they are. You know, like my, it's just, it's all kind of peripheral at this point. And the way yeah. that those records come out, wait, you know, I, I think for those that don't know, you know, the when you would put out records in the punk scene or the hardcore scene, you know, someone would press it. There'd be no ads for it really. It would be all sold at shows or through distros, and there's no one's really keeping track beyond like that pressing's gone. Yes. So you don't know who has the records, where the records are, who's listening to them. You know, there's no way to really tell. It's not on the radio. Right. So there's, you just are kind of guessing. Yeah. And in theory, with that guessing, uh, you know, it sold more than uh, some bands. But really, in the grand scheme, not even that much. Well, we were, we were uh, a part of that whole thing of setting up, making a business plan. Well, business is very loosely. Making a plan. Right. Is that... Well, we're like, we're only going to make records. Right. We're not going to even have CDs. Yes. And those records, most of them are going to be like boutique super limited pressings. Yes. That if you're not at the show, you're not going to get them. Yes. Because they were on a great label, but a label that, you know, exists in its own world. Yeah. It doesn't exist in a world of, you know, pushing it to anywhere past that world. Right. Uh, but that's and, all he's fine with that. But that it, was awesome at the time. But was it all of, of a, a thing of being in the moment as opposed to the, that record collector mentality of yeah. you're putting out these limited edition, you know, uh, boutique records that hopefully some kid down the line will, I mean, Thinking back to bands that I really liked, and like no, being able to collect, kind of yeah, like that's exactly right. I mean that, that we and that's all, kind of a weird. We we're all legacy, record collectors, right? yeah. So we wanted to reward people who felt the same as us. And I, I mean, I still, I mean, the Violent Bullshit record we just put out, we put it out ourselves, pressed five hundred of them, hundred on color, and you can only get it through us. Essentially, yes. you can buy it on iTunes if you want to download it, whatever the put it on your Zune. Mm-hmm. Yes, but 
you know, if you want it, want the vinyl, it's it's a bit a bit tougher. And I mean, I still find that tremendously appealing. Sure. At the same time, do you feel is there some element of you that feels bummed out about that? Like bummed out about that? It's you know when it boils down to it. And this, and I can come from a place of saying like for the band I do right now will be doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh, maybe I'll get someone to put it out. No, someone isn't going to. I got to do this. And it's it's awesome in some aspects. Because it's like, we create this product. Like, this is our product. Yeah. But there's also that bummer of just like, ah, after all these years, this is where the legacy comes in, where it's like, what did that get me? Still putting out my own record. My thought of, my, my at this point, again, to use it loosely, my career... <laughs> I, I mean, we're millionaires too. I yeah. like to, to say think that. of it. I, I basically, at this point, like to think of doing music in a way that I just think is fun. And being in a hardcore band again, being with a swear in its name, the cover is us, all of us with our shirts off. <laughs> Best looking cover ever. It's. I mean, the whole thing's abs- it's absurd. I'm 34. And I'm playing this genre that's meant for children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I love, I love the mu- I love that kind of music and I love the, I love the culture that's around that, using the word, at least again, culture. Yeah. But, uh, that's, so mm-hmm. we had the opportunity. Some people were interested in doing a record, but it was kind of like, well, you know, you can't have a full color photo or we don't, a uh, full color cover. Or we don't want to press vinyl or this and that. And it got to the point where I felt like maybe I might never, I might never do another record of vinyl sure. shit. I might, but if we do one, I want it to be exactly because this has been from the beginning was like the project I picked to be kind of uh, like this is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in a hardcore band that was exactly like this. I wanted the aesthetics to be a particular way. So, so yeah, with this record, this is the only way that we could do it how we wanted sure. to was mm-hmm. put it out ourselves. Um, but again, it, you know, you play if you you choose certain genres. It's not, there's, there's a real limit to like yes. where it can, you can go with that. Yeah. Yes. But it's also fine with people thinking that you're a lot bigger than you actually are. That's always right. the case. Yeah. Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. Even bands that do pretty well aren't doing, are still aren't coming doing back good. to do some yeah. shit job. Yeah, 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 still coming back to DJ or bartend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, know, uh, we, you know, we went on tour with High and Fire. Yeah. Uh, would be a huge band, yeah. like or are a huge band in my brain. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when they went back, Matt Pike was probably still going back to bartends. Uh, you know, uh, is he a bartender? Yeah, he was. Bar- he he goes in and out, but he was. Yeah, I remember him talking about that on tour. Yeah, <laughs> that can't be a great idea. It's a terrible and mixture. Mixes for everyone a involved. mean drink. It's a uh-huh. bad business plan for the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> One for you, twenty for me. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> all right, Matt Pike coming at you, worst gig ever. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that is, a, it, it seems like that's a standard, and I think that's yeah. a standard, uh, even in doing this podcast of talking to people, but knowing people, that it's that's a consistent, yeah, like, yeah. no one does as well as anyone and thinks, there, and that's, that's across the board, uh, you know, yeah. music, comedy, yes, all of it, like, it's just like, you know. Surprise. And oftentimes it's not even worth dispelling the myth. No. Let people no, I'm believe happy. that we're here I'm, in the, uh, I'm happy to think the sprint visible tower. Violent Bullshit played a show uh, a couple weeks ago. It was above a one of the Chinatown bus stations over on 
I mean, I thought there was a huge line when I pulled up the taxi. <laughs> and people were waiting for the bus. Bus to bus. Uh, and I went in, and it was this tiny, weird karaoke bar. T- I mean, it's tiny. And there was nobody in there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was... I was sick. I had a fever. You Good know. times. So I roll in. I'm just like, oh, boy. You know, here we go again. And um, <laughs> the promoters were young kids with lots of enthusiasm it's always great seen a few years did they know you from violent bullshit or they 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 knew violent bullshit yeah they thought it was a real coup to get us on this show Mm. and that's the whole thing they were just they had to shift the day of the show they you always have it on wednesdays they had to move it to a tuesday no no it was always on whatever it doesn't matter it was always on tuesdays they had to move it to a wednesday and so they were like i think it's the day change (laughs) i mean this it was we were it's always packed so sorry like of course we get you guys in the one show we get you here and it's the one that people don't you know and i was like well <laughs> it's okay but uh we're used to a lot better you know we're not by the way we're not uh, uh you almost want to throw but the there was like uh there was like you know 30 people there and they all went crazy <laughs> And every single one of them every single one of them <laughs> bought, bought a pin. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad shows, why don't you hit us up with a bad gig story? Oh, jeez, so many. Spin the wheel. Well, you know, here's the thing. I, when, when you guys mentioned this to me, doing this thing, I, I, I um, was trying to think back. I honestly feel like I've kind of blocked things out and I've, I've compressed time in a way mm-hmm. where like sometimes I don't even know if it's a Panthers tour or an Orchid tour. I don't know what cities we were in. Like I really have kind of like some of the ones that were real heartbreakers. Yeah. I really couldn't even tell you exactly where we were, or what was going on. Um, the, I mean, the hands down, the one, the one of the ones where I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> was when we were on tour with High on Fire, which was a great tour. One of the most fun times I've had on tour. Didn't have to worry about people showing up, you know. It was like, it was a great lineup. The biggest worry. Yeah, which is always a worry when you're headlining. Uh, you're like, are, are people going to yeah. come? But, uh, oh, dirty. But then, <laughs> but, uh, sorry, stupid. But, um, uh, so we, we were on tour. We played in Montreal. Is this where we got robbed? Yes. Montreal. This isn't even the bad part of the story. The yeah. robbery's not the bad part. We, like, played in Montreal. It was, it was a weird show, but it was pretty fun. And they're like, people were like, listen, people steal gear here. It's like a thing. So they like, go to the, this place is where we always send bands. It's safe. This hotel. To park. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And so we parked and we pulled up the back of the van as close as we could to the wall or whatever. Go up to the room. I left to go meet with some weird girl. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning. I was late and I had all these calls missed. And I was like, oh, I wasn't like sure what was going on. <laughs> and somebody broke into the van and we were, we were robbed. And, 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 uh, they took a bag of mine that had like my iPod and camera, watch and stuff. And then we lost some drums. We lost a guitar. A guitar yeah. that our guitarist, like, dad had made for him. Yeah. One of a kind Ir- uh, yes. piece. Yes, It was a real, it was a real bummer. 
And so we had to get a police report made, and we were trying to get everything. So we missed our sh- next show, which was in mm-hmm. Toronto, yeah. I believe. We couldn't play. We showed up. We were too late. Everyone was like very sympathetic, you know. Very nice. Except for the uh, place who wouldn't let us sell merch without giving them the merch oh. fee. Yeah. And we were just like, oh. please just let us offset the cost oh. of getting robbed. It's yeah. like, no, you gotta give us that 20%. Oh, yeah. the merch fee. The merch fee that is one. so dumb. Especially, and it's the it most, should, well, you should probably explain what, I mean, you should explain what that is. A merch it? fee is, there are certain venues that, uh, it, it's built into the contract that you, they will take 15%. It's, it's large. It's, it's, so it's larger venues. Yeah, higher yes. profile. Venues, higher oftentimes, profile. oftentimes they won't let you sell your own merch too, that they'll have people who work there whose yeah. job it is to sell the merch for yes. you. Um, and it's hard to tell which is more depressing if you give them a big amount because you sold a lot. We always or what will usually happen on these tours, uh, dude. We sold like one shirt, yeah. and gave away a CD. It's like, well, we got we got to get it down. Let's do the paperwork, sign. Well, it. no, the, we always thought we were we always thought we were really getting around it because they'd be like, we'd be like, well, we only sold like a yeah, shirt. that would be like, just yeah. forget it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was which the, is a real that's I the, can't believe and you guys like, are and then in our mind we're like gotcha even yeah. though whatever yeah but anyway so we had been so we've been robbed we missed the show people's spirits are low naturally <laughs> so we had booked shows in the days off on our the own court, yes without high and fire so while they're traveling or taking a day off we're we're like you know what we're a working band we're gonna play some shows for our fans. <laughs> <laughs> to see us. Maybe they don't want to pay the high ticket price to yes. see High on Fire. They just want to see the Panthers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we played a show. What was the town? Do you remember? Uh, Eureka, California. No. That one? no, 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 no. That was that one. That in my mind was good. <laughs> that was depressing wow. to me. The, no, this is. It was in Canada, Hamilton, maybe. Okay. And we played this place. It was like it was like a bar and restaurant. And the guy, literally, as soon as we got there, the guy's like, "I didn't really promote this night." Because I know no one's gonna come. I have a series of these stories. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, but, and he's do. like, but he's like, he's like, you know what? We love your band. We're glad to have you here. Uh, we didn't do anything. And they're like, well, we, love you no guys. we didn't see any flyers up or anything. And right. it's in this, like, it's in a suburb. It's in this tiny town. Yeah. On a week Monday night, maybe. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. Oh. So and they, so I remember going to this. There was one other band playing with us. I remember going to the store. Local band, local draw. And getting a, yeah, strong Big, local draw. Strong local draw is the <laughs> yeah. best opening band you can have. SLD, ever. strong SLD. local draw. <laughs> so we, we went to, I remember going to a grocery store. Joe, our drummer, who's now in Baron Heaven. Yes. Joe Stickney and I got a fifth of whiskey. We went back and the opening band we found out was <laughs> like two brothers. One was like a 10 year old kid. And the other one was playing, and uh, there was, it's just drums and guitar. And the other one was maybe 14. And they did like a Rage Against the Machine covers. And they, their parents came, and they, and I was like, and I was like, crowd's not bad. It's not good. It's, it's I mean, it's not good. But I'm like, I can do this without feeling if like If they I stick to. around, we're I, I can do this without, oh, without wanting to. All of a sudden, to... it hit me like a wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. <laughs> Terrible show. Go on. I, I, I was like, I can do this with this crowd here without feeling like my life is just like falling apart. <laughs> so, so four weeks ago. So we're Joe and I are sitting there. We're watching these kids play cover songs, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here?" Like literally, and because and also you play a bunch of shows with High and Fire, your ego gets a little bit. You're like, you're like, oh well, we're on this tour. We're 
people are there to see us just as much as they're there's there to see trickle down else. residual yeah. stuff from yeah. right. Where, like I, I had the same feeling when I, I I toured with LCD Sound System doing um like video comedy blogs and stuff for them, and I travel on the bus like a week into the tour, I'm like people are here for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's just like how my ter- terrible brain works. <laughs> I'm like people are lighted up for the J Green. Well, show. no, I'm like I'll walk. I'd like walk through the audience, and I would expect like, people just be like, "Who's oh, doing warm up tonight?" Yeah, <laughs> J Green, right? They'd be like, "Oh, oh, there he is." So this is like how things work in my mind all the time. So anyway, so so then this is like, and then you get slapped in the face with reality. You're just like, people did not care about this us. Um, and you know. So the band finishes, and God, I mean, I would like to say they're terrible. They're, ch- I mean, they're children. I don't. Know. But is their crowd into like? Is the family the families into it? Families I mean, the family does family not hate their kids. <laughs> yeah, the, the family shockingly enjoys their children's performance. It's a surprising turn of events. Yeah. You wouldn't have guessed it. But so they, so they're done, and literally, they're like the kids have to go to bed. Yep. So they're sorry that we can't stay for your set. And the drummer, we, they saw a sound check. And the drummer, the little kid, asked Joe, our drummer, to sign his symbol. And me. Joe, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, uh, something like, I, we were, we were in the van drinking whiskey. And I was like, <laughs> literally trying not to cry. Don't turn into me. <laughs> I wrote that on a symbol. <laughs> Perfect. I said, I, I, I said, uh, I said something like, like, this is your future, or something like that on it. Cause the kid was like, I hope one day I can be in a band like you. I was like, you don't want this. You don't. So they all, so then they all, literally the entire place empties. And it's just like this weird bartender. Was there anyone else there? Possibly not. Two Sounds others. About right maybe. To not have anyone. But that was a huge one where I was just like, this isn't, this isn't a job. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't even a fun hobby. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. In, in Canada, is we had a similar experience with Love is Laughter in Canada, who had been... When, when you were in, uh, with Oxford Class? Oxford Class on tour with Love is Laughter, and we did like the uh, uh, entire U.S. plus like a week in Canada. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I love those guys, and they were like, yeah, we were just, just toured with Modest Mouse up through Canada. Shows were amazing. Yeah, no like, shit. <laughs> Of course they were. And then, so you think it'd be amazing. (laughs) You think it'd be amazing when we play this Mexican restaurant in Saskatoon (laughs) on like a Wednesday night. You would think. Saskatoon. Saskatoon in Saskatchewan. They both, they they, they blended. It was a, uh, a, it was a full, uh, composure, whatever. What did you say before? Full disruption. No, full discretion, he said. Full discretion. Full Full composure. With the eyes full of rock and roll, Mike. Hey. We got it. We really have to, you've got like four different ones now. Full composure. (laughs) And they're all good. They're all like mid 80s hardcore. Well, the first seven inches is good. Full full composure. (laughs) Full composure, yeah. The first Um, one is terrible. Yeah, playing in a Mexican restaurant, middle of the night, like middle of the week. Same. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do the one that Jeff thought I was going to tell. Right. We were traveling down. This is the same tour. And again, I can't explain enough. This is our, was our best tour. Yes, every other, every best. show is great. Five, uh, people five should weeks. people should know that it's it's you're touring with. It was like four bands or yeah, something. Yeah, Iron Fire, Iron Fire, one of the best metal bands. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and consistently, how many people are showing up? Like we're playing uh, in the in cities. We're playing big 
theaters. Yes. And it's like probably couple uh, thousand, thousand to so, so you're, you're used yeah. to playing two, you're two playing three. in front of a lot of people every night you don't have to yes. worry about it even in small markets small markets are still still 500 700 yes. people yes. Okay. like it's they're they're huge uh, but the idea Mono, is that who's very popular yeah. coliseum who are popular and a great band and just great as people. as a working band quote-unquote people should know that even if you get booked on like a good package tour like that right on those days off, you fill them in with your own shows to offset to that's offset right. the yeah cost because to make they money. they're in a you know they've been touring forever they're yeah. touring all year they don't need they're to play in a, set, they're in yeah. a van they want to take a day off yeah. any day were they in a van or were they in a bus they were in a weird conversion like a conversion it was thing. it was yeah it was like um, it was like a camper or something sort of <laughs> they had something that when we had two days off but they had to a go driver. from yeah, yeah to go from Minneapolis to uh, Vancouver. They're fine driving, and we've got to drive for two days straight in a van, sure. watching Joe stick and he play video games the entire time. <laughs> um, best tour we've ever been on. No, I, 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 I loved it. This is one of the. So this is one of our day, days off. We're traveling down from uh, Washington State to into California. What's this closer, Washington or Oregon? Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> that's a that's a so long. We've drive. been around America many times. I don't, don't understand. I don't know where I, I don't know where anything is. Nope. So we're going from Oregon. Down into California, and we have a show in Weed, California. Yes, Weed. Yes, Weed. Was that right? Was it? I thought it was Eureka. Eureka. That either way, one yes. of those things. Humboldt County. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, and and, and we what we were told, it, this is again the kid, the kid who booked it. Supposedly had a very good reputation according to our booking agent, and he was really excited about the band. He liked the band a lot, and uh, it was going to be a Halloween. It was near Halloween. It was going to be a Halloween show. And they expected it to be a lot of fun, you know. So we show up. We, like, drive in. It's this weird town. There's, like, nothing in it. It feels like some sort of David Lynchy kind of sure. weird fire walk with me world. Yeah. So we pull in. And we're like, this is the address. <laughs> it's like a seafood restaurant. <laughs> and it was closed. And we were just like, and there's no lights on. There's no cars in the parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And there's one other band that's playing with it, and it was this band called Tweak Bird, who are actually a great band. They've toured with Big Business. They, they, they're similar to Big Business in a lot of ways. They're, yeah. So we got kind of lucky in that sense. That's why I think of it as a good show. Yeah, yeah. That was but the so plus. we, <laughs> we got inside. Finally, the, the promoter showed up, and he's, and then he was already like, he was starting the excuse thing real fast. And we're just like, all right, just let's do this. You know? <laughs> so we drag all of our gear in there, you know, and we set up. And this it's like on this this side room in the uh, the seafood restaurant. And he's like, listen, the owners aren't psyched about us doing shows here anymore because there there's all around here are meth labs, and all of the meth cookers like to let off steam come down to the shows <laughs> and they we just had a show here and they destroyed like gotten there's a big fight and they destroyed all this stuff and i was like well i don't want to play for that i don't want to play that show <laughs> i was like i'd rather not get paid than like be terrorized by a bunch of people working meth labs uh thankfully we're no, not, no, it'll be cool it'll be cool thankfully we're not we're also not popular people who cook meth <laughs> yes a few of them came out with like face tattoos a little, a little frightening mm-hmm. but it was just a, it was a pretty low turnout we ended up sharing a hotel room with Tweakbird, and I smoked what was it, Diviner Sage? Yeah, whatever it's called. Yes. Uh, we what, all did. What is Diviner Sage? Uh, it's uh, it's the the stuff you can order online. Oh, so it's illegal. Yeah, but it has uh, a different no, but it has a different name a, that everyone yeah, calls. Um, it's the one that makes you with an halluc- S. You hallucinate yes, for very quick, for five like, minutes. Yes. yes, and it's like it's it's 
you're drinking out of toilet salsa for those five minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah. And uh, then you snap. Oh, salvia. 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 Yeah, yeah. Salvia. So I smoked salvia. And what happened was I, I, you're supposed to take one hit of it, hold it in. So I took a hit, held it in, and Jeff goes, I didn't see you do it. <laughs> I don't believe you did it. And then for some reason, I'm like, well, I better prove it to Jeff. <laughs> so I took another hit. And then, of course, like, you know, I'm doing that. <laughs> Everyone's like kind of smoking pot or hanging out or whatever, you know. And oh, God, I just realized my parents might listen to this. Good. Well, I'm 34. Whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, mom. Spoiler alert. He's done <laughs> spoiler alert. Alert. I, I did drugs, mom. Sorry. I was in a band. I did drugs. But there was like, uh, was that the place where the cops knocked on our door? Yes. We got also because the. Also, we had, we, we were going to stay at the promoter's house. And that was the place oh, we went to. Jeff, stop. Let me do this. Yes. Go for it. I'm it was a special punk. guest. Yes. <laughs> this is all your story. We, yeah, we're going to, the promoter's like, you can stay at our house. There's plenty of room. Wait, wait, back up for a second. The show itself was any, nothing, nothing notable. You know, it was Tweet just. Tweet Birds it, was great. Tweet Birds was great. No one was there. The two really. people okay. that were there were not. It was funny. Uh, Earth Crisis face tattoo. Earth Crisis face okay. uh, did it wasn't so into Panthers. We didn't sell all. We were, I mean, it was it was a fun show. Yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but so yeah, the the really the story is the after party. So we go to the after party. So we go to this guy's house, and he was like well dressed, you know, looked clean. Because you know, punk houses. Sure. I don't know if the listeners know, but they're really gross. Punk houses and, are and, the worst and, places and rich kids say. never want to take home punk bands because they feel embarrassed of their wealth. Right. Mm. I want to tell all of our listeners right now that if you shouldn't be and you should take bands to stay at yeah. your house. I love your wealth. We uh, love be your happy wealth. that yeah. you're rich. Yeah. Let us stay Let in your Let us swim in your pool. I don't know. Well, see, I, uh, just to interject for a second, I don't know if you guys found this, but whenever we would stay with people, which would be as often as possible, right. like trying to save money, I would say like... Seven out of ten places were at least fine to nice. Like it was a rarity to stay. You played indie rock. Yeah, you lived in a little bit of. We played either. We were either in metal bands. Yeah, no. Okay, there, there, there is a discrepancy there, but it didn't stop. Like the 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 bad places that we stayed were so bad. That it didn't like the three out of ten times yeah. that it didn't matter how nice it was. So like, you were always sleeping on diarrhea and crusted carpet. <laughs> yeah. like, it didn't matter. <laughs> it was, I literally, I, I, I feel like I, I realized I'm like how many times I laid my head right next to a litter box. Yes, and then thanked someone for it the next day. Uh, and and I'm just happy sometimes that it's a cat and not a chinchilla. We've had oh, we stayed we've animal. stayed in houses where they're like they're they had this one it's like a fish tank and they had these like albino salamanders in it and they were like see through disgusting it was and there was a light on in the tank all night so I'd open my eyes and there'd just be these <laughs> disgusting <laughs> see through lizards and just like spraying brown diarrhea like into the oh god it was just and there was ferrets the whole thing disgusting yeah. But this one is great. So we go back to this guy. So we're like, this guy's going to have a nice house. Yeah. Like, There's plenty of room for everybody. So we pull up and we walk in with our st- – well, as soon as we pull up, there's kind of like weird people milling around. And Joe won't even go into the house, our drummer. He's like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> so we're like, Joe, just give it a chance. Fucking come inside. I'm sure it's fine, you know. Joe, by the way – his history was that he was in a, he was in jam bands. He yes. was in a jam band called Perpetual Groove. Which still exists. <laughs> still exists. Popular. They're popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually on tour the same time we were playing like, they were always playing like the room that was a little bit larger than us. Got yes. it. But he was not doing double. No, 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 he no, wasn't no, no. doing that. No. But anyway, so, so he won't even go inside. We go inside and right away, you can tell something's wrong. <laughs> There's like, he's like, oh, you can sleep here. I look down. First of all, we walk into the kitchen. There's a weird guy like eating crackers out of a box. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm like, where the fuck were all these people at the show? Like, yeah. these are all your roommates. <laughs> exactly. At least you could have brought them the out. Party going on at the house yeah, while yes. the show is going. Yeah. Best party we've ever yeah. had. Bro. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? So, so I walk in and there's this weird guy like eating wheat thins out of the box, you know? <laughs> and there's just like pepperoni on the floor. Like pepperoni slices. <laughs> and that's my, right away, I'm just like, well, I don't think I want to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually a sign, like, because <laughs> there was a time where I would have been like, "There's pepperoni on the floor, but we're staying here." We got to say pepperoni on the floor. There's pizza somewhere. There's yeah. pizza there's somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With the pepperoni comes a slice. <laughs> yeah. So we. <laughs> So there was first there was the pepperoni warning. I was like, that's bad. And I was like, but let's go. <laughs> let's investigate further to see what the sleeping rooms are. We walk into the room and there's this like room. All the lights are off. It's pitch black in there. And there's just mattresses like all over. And there's this two weird people. And you can't really see. Like, I think they were having sex. At least given a beecher. Something weird was happening. Yeah. yeah. And then we walked in and then they were just like completely mad that we were in the space. And the guy's like, you can, you know. And all of a sudden, the guy was got real cold too. He's, yeah. like, he's like, "You guys stay in here," <laughs> you know. And then the whole thing just like turned really fast. And then so we did that thing where like you don't want to in front of the person who's offering you a place to be like, "This place is disgusting. Sure, it's a course. shithole. We will not be sleeping here. Your life's terrible. We can't like I couldn't turn to Jeff and just be like, Jeff, let's get out of here right now. <laughs> so we did that thing where we like looked at each other. We're like, well, we gotta get some stuff out of the van." We went out of the van and we all were like, I don't think we should stay in this house. We should really get out of here. We shouldn't be here at all. And so the Tweak Bird guys were there and they were freaked out. They were like, well, we don't have any money. To, we don't have enough money to get a hotel room. <laughs> and so I go, we'll just stay in our room with us because that's that's what you do. You're your yeah, friend. Of course. You're nice. they do. And, we'll and then, of course, in our, our, and Joe, our drummer, furious, I made this offer because like, we already are sleeping on the floor in this hotel room. And now we've got <laughs> these two other guys we just met. <laughs> Might rip us off. Probably won't. <laughs> And Joe and, and Joe, I had a good feeling about him. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought it was going to turn out quite okay. And Joe and Joe was Wait, just, Joe wouldn't speak to me. Though. Was Joe like, used to tr- like traveling no. in, so, or he just no. not at all? He no. was just not this akin first, to like, like uh, first roughing it. He had done a couple two weeks with us here and there, big business. Yeah, this tour. is a, yeah, okay. But um, he was, and he but, had never really. T- I don't think he toured really in any band. No, he wasn't used he to. He had toured with the, Reese Chatham uh, for maybe a week oh, or yeah, two, but not a huge. This is this is like a two month tour. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he got he got worn down pretty fast. Yes, and we were like, "This is the best tour ever." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we ended up in this hotel room, and we all stayed in the same room. And I was already feeling crazy because I smoked those drugs, and then. <laughs> oh wait, so let me ask you guys this, because this was always an issue with us with like checking into motels and stuff. Yeah. It was like sneaking in. Or uh, no, well, like uh, Adam, our bass player, would always be like, you know, like it they, it costs like per person, you know, so like you like. Yeah. I would always have to go in and be like, you know, I need a room for two. Right. And then, but I never got down to the bottom of whether, obviously you can't have nine people in a room, but the hotels like, uh, prefer not to have a full band sleeping. So it was I'll something right now, a super eight hotel in the middle of nowhere with the, the amount of covert, like <laughs> not ways really we're trying either. to sneak in. They, the guy, like three in the morning, this guy behind the counter, he doesn't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. We go, he's just like, because that's usually the deal too. You're rolling in like two or three in the morning and you're going to have to leave. You're always asking for the late checkout, yeah. which is just 11, 1130, <laughs> uh, 1130, hopefully. Uh, so you're paying for, you know, four or five hours. Yeah. But yeah. yes, doing covert actions. One person goes in, yeah. Yeah, open the back in. door, sneak them in. But I'm also assuming you guys, ne- like, we never, that never backfired. Like, we were no, never, no, we never in trouble. Never yeah. once. Yeah. Uh, I There's no need to even hide anything. Exactly. Yes. 
Um, okay, so anyway, uh, well, whatever. Joe is furious that you guys all yeah, yeah. The so whatever. Like the whole thing is way off the rails at this point. I was still managing to have a pretty fun time. Well, I mean, he was he was in a little bit of a wormhole. Yeah, it was there was there was at least well, five minutes. Since of, you took two puffs of the salvia, was it like double the amount? Well, I was of time laying that... in between the two beds, and then it had one of those. <laughs> it had one of those because that was my sleeping spot, and it had one of those like stucco ceilings, you know, mm-hmm. that was moving around. And then Jeff leaned over to talk to me, and his mouth started going back and forth on his face. <laughs> I know it's hard to explain on the radio, oh, radio, internet, whatever it is. But it was like <laughs> it was. It looked sort of like he looked had kind of a, it was like a kind of a Cheshire Cat thing going on. And he was talking to me, and I, I knew he was saying stuff. I couldn't really hear it though. <laughs> um, Very fun for me to. It was fun. I kind of enjoyed it. But then, uh, yeah. So then, so I'm still kind of coming out of this haze, and then. All of a sudden, we're all kind of falling asleep, and then there's like a really loud bang on the door, and I open the door. Dog just bit me. <laughs> In the story? No, this dog. Right. <laughs> there's a dog. Yeah, there's there was a dog, a dog with us. There was a dog here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot to say, we also <laughs> got a dog. The punk dog. Yeah. Uh, Three legged. Uh, had a bandana, a rope collar. But yeah, it was a cop at the door, and I obviously assumed he was there to arrest me for doing drugs. <laughs> But no, there was like some weird drug party in the. Yeah. There's some like there was there's people screaming outside. I mean, mm. it was it was a pretty frightening situation. I I've sort of this story has kind of rambled on a bit too long. No, no, I I think it's I mean it definitely appropriate. I, I think that story. I mean, especially for me, uh, that was kind of one of the cappers because it was like we had maybe two or three shows left of like almost two month tour, and I know for me at least, I remember kind of like I was. Loving the fact that Tweakbird was there because before that I was like, this is definitely the end. Yeah. Uh, when was- we get home, I know that this will be the first time I can't pay rent. And we have been a band for six it, years. It should, it should also be noted that, uh, doing like a package tour like that, you if you're not shit. the headliner, yes, you get yes. paid shit. Uh, but you're, get, you're getting paid fine. For playing like a punk show. I also would uh, say, yeah, uh, I, I, I would say if we were on our own tour, We'd be getting paid a little bit more, but not yes. yeah. just a little but bit. See, but and right. that's the thing, hoping for uh, those times where the contract or whatever the deal the door is, percentage. the door percentage got fucked. Uh, something got messed up. Like I told you, for, we played with Beck once. Uh, and the reason we play with Beck is just because Beck was like, Beck I want to get ready yeah. to for like a tour, so I just want to jump onto whatever band is playing. Show. I want to play yeah. some new Scientology uh, jams. Beck, so just yeah. On. Uh, Beck's Midnight got Scientology Vultures jams. era. Um, no, I think it was yeah. the record after that, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I don't, either I don't way, we had a closely. fantastic deal, and Beck uh, did not want money, so we reaped the rewards yes. that night, yeah. which covered that's so pathetic. Two weeks. But, that's the sad part. It I covered maybe stuff. a week and a half, two weeks of that. Exactly. Not I paid I love we that. we did a show. Play, we played with the Roots at some not like some <laughs> college. Matchup. I ne- yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> you guys, because Oxford Claps, the yeah. first thing I think of is a lot. And they they played all Just covers, funky. which was great. Just so. funky guys. <laughs> but it was one of those shows where it was like at a, a, a nondescript college in Rhode Island. And what we got paid from the show, I mean, it was a college show, which you if, always if the audience doesn't know, uh, is, is the best for like, oh, yeah. a, a low, uh, a, a small yes. time band. That's yes. the moniker. So that like is same thing. Like, oh man, we're out of the hole. Yeah. yeah that, and that's what you're always looking for on is yes. that the, the show to get you out of the hole. And yeah, it's a college is the best because the college will give you all extra food. Uh, yeah. will give you a meal, uh, you know, unlike anywhere else. 
It's um, very soulful food. Very yeah, soulful like, food. food. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Especially when you're talking with the roots. Yes, exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, the Idola rock and roller oh, getting a little racy. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, no, I think that's fa- I mean, the, the Eureka show stands out, uh, as yeah. wonderfully. Well, we had a, it's that, it's a reminder that the kind of, because punk clubs are never in the nice part of town. It's so annoying. So I don't know why we can't have nice things. <laughs> you got very serious when you're just like, it really is. It's just punk clubs are not. They're not. They're, they're, not. they're always, you're always like, this is a nice, look at a nice little college town. And all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like in the middle of nowhere. So when uh, the very, very first Orchid tour, and it's my first tour ever. Um, and you're how old now? Then 18, 19. For the listener, that's very young. Very to be young. going on tour. Maybe younger. Nah. I wasn't younger no, than yeah, 18. No, no, that was it. That's about it. Yeah. I, I Mind you, I, whatever this story is, I was not in the band. Not at this time. So no. I was probably very jealous of whatever shit whole story he's yeah. going to tell. Well, we, it was just, we were, we were, and the weird, the weird thing is, since being an Orchid, I've never played in Florida again. Right. But when I was an Orchid, it was, we had to play Florida every single time. Sure. Play three or four shows in Florida. I don't know what that was about. I think maybe because Ass Suck was from there. Sure. <laughs> That's probably... The Ass Suck, for the listeners don't know, we're a, we're a power violence band. Um, anyways, I guess for the listeners who don't know that, they probably won't know what power violence is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really clear. <laughs> Believe that. that. Uh, power violence is... Just indeed. Google it. Yeah. You're already on Google, <laughs> Google Ass Suck. Yeah, don't Google image that. search Ass Suck. Don't waste my time. <laughs> anyway, so we went to... We played in Atlanta. And this place was in... It was in a, That's it was, in Georgia. Yes. Okay. Where, where you were else? talking about Florida. You were saying Florida. Oh, yeah, I know. But we played in oh, Atlanta. Okay. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just telling a story here, man. <laughs> Buckle up, Mike. Let's <laughs> rewind it. It's going to be a, going to be a wild ride. Hey, okay. So we get to, uh, we're in Atlanta and there's, and it's in a warehouse and it's a crust festival. <laughs> For the listeners who don't know what crust is, it's a disgusting form of punk. <laughs> that's political. That, the content's political. But all they ever do is just get facial tattoos and get wasted all the time. Yes, and ruin dogs' lives. A lot of butt ruin, flaps. Yeah, ruin a lot of dogs, yeah. Yeah, a lot of butt Dirty, and like, dirty and like the, the band names are like Behead the Heads of State and yes. what are some of the other ones? Severed the Heads of Beheaded States. Yeah, and, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Orchid was not a crust band. The, but the guitar player of Orchid had a la- record label that put out a lot of crust records and grindcore records. So when we were doing these first tours, we were playing a lot of shows with those bands and it wasn't so inappropriate really, but it's sucked. But <laughs> so, <laughs> so we played this festival and it was in this huge squat in this warehouse and they'd build all these, built all these rooms. There was a big half pipe. We played on a half pipe. All the sounds pretty cool. It was in the most terrifying neighborhood. They went to 7-Eleven to get food, and a guy just, they just put police tape up because a man was just shot at that 7-Eleven. And they still went in and got food. Oh, of course. Came back out. 7-Eleven. So then, the show's over. Sponsorship. It's a, it's a thousand degrees out. Show's over. They're like, this is where you can stay. And it was like, they pulled, literally like rolled up a garage door. And then there was just like a couple couches, and it was a cement floor. And I saw a dog stand on the couch and pee on it. I watched him do it. <laughs> I watched the dog pee on the couch. Stinky, get out of here. Three legs. Cross That's punk not dog. a joke. That is, there's a three-leg dog pee. I watched him pee on the couch. Stood on top of the couch. Not the side, either. The cushions. 
Right. They're like, you can stay in here. You might not want to close the garage door because someone's going to try and break into your van. Not maybe. They're like, someone will try to break into your van. So you're going to want to be able to, you're going to want to stop them. You couldn't pull the van into the garage. No, because that's where the couches were. That's and, where I mean, it was someone's house. Were. It was someone's oh, house. Okay. Good yeah. Good. So there was, it wasn't even a question. It was like, someone's going to try to rob you. So you're going to want to be able to stop them. So it's over a hundred <laughs> degrees. I'm laying on a cement floor. Uh, and I'm petrified. I can't sleep because I'm sure we're going to be like, cause you know what? I'm not going to do stop a robber from sure. robbing anything. Just rob away is yes. my feeling. Uh, we didn't get robbed. Uh, but it was just, that was in my memory, maybe one of the worst nights of around a tour. Yeah. Cause I'd never been on tour either. So I was like, is maybe this is just what it's like all the time. This was like day four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long was that tour? That tour was, Couple weeks, three okay. weeks. So yeah, that's so long. you're day four into knowing that you've got oh, that's rough. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm dealing with all you know. of it. So we 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 toured a lot and we toured long. I mean, it was we were always we were in college, so we would tour on breaks. So it was always like we'd have like a month off of from class or whatever, and then we would tour the entire time. We, I mean, um, when I joined the band, this... I took uh, time off from school even, like yeah. just mm-hmm. to like get so much more time in. We t- um, we toured the U.S. Ten times, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole yeah. country. Um, and we did Europe <laughs> a few times. For the listeners, there's a, a very cute dog trying to get on my microphone. That's Bap- a couple stories. That's Baptiste. Baptiste, the third member. Hey, is that a black yeah. dog? Here's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> the idol of rock and roller coming at you, Mike Pace. <laughs> I still have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's a it's a recurring bit. It's on a the recurring show. bit. Oh, good. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, but I, the idea of terif- – you guys definitely played Mr. Roboto in right. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I rem- we played there a couple times early on, and I remember getting directions. And, like, it wasn't even a street by that point. It was like <laughs> you drive past three McDonald's, and then you make a right, and you'll see it. Like, well, we were, we're really off the grid. Being on tour before the internet. Yes. Yes. And before, like, GPS or, or anything like that, like – we literally would have a notebook full of like the of like the map it yeah. pages. Well, the internet existed. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. For <laughs> the internet, people. Well, this we is, were riding our This is AOL money. days. Yeah. This is strong AOL days. You're, yeah, you're, you're not, not. You're not using the internet as much. Yes, you're using it. Yeah, to get yeah, just full of just like yeah, printed out directions that you hope are right. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So part and parcel of that is. A van, you know, breakdown, uh, en route to a show or something. Can you think of any, uh, yeah. notable, yeah, breakdowns? We share one with us. We had a, we had one, we had a, a Ford Econoline van, black van, mm-hmm. and it lasted the entire, this is Orchid, mm-hmm. and it lasted our entire, okay, so we're talking like 99, this is, 2000. Yeah, this is, this is, no, before that. This okay, is, so like, this is like 98, so that, 97, 98. How old was the van? The van was probably like a 90, 90, 91. Oh, that's, that's it's not, not bad. It was okay. in good shape. Yeah. Our, our, our guitar player bought it and it lasted our whole tour. I mean, we ran this thing. The, the listener should know for touring bands like to buy a used Ford, a Conaline or a, a, you know, a Chevy. Mm-hmm. It's like 1500 bucks and it's definitely, or at least in our case was like 1500 bucks. So yeah. to buy a used yeah. like late eighties, early nineties van was affordable. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but we drove it. You know, we it works great. On the second tour, we, we did. It might have been second or third tour, but we were in Pittsburgh, and oh, we took one. We toured with this band uh, from Sweden called J.R. Ewing, and when we played Pittsburgh with them, the guy goes Pittsburgh, more like Schittsburg. <laughs> I always think about. I actually quite like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh it's, is it's a great nice, city. It's a lovely yes. town. I don't think it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> we were playing some weird house show. I think it's Pittsburgh, but we were we got the directions wrong, and we were driving, and we had to do. We had to. It was and the the road was taking us over. It was a bridge going uh, into a tunnel. Definitely yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. So we're going into a tunnel, and if we got on that bridge, it was taking us way out of the way. So we decided to do a U turn. And we do, and the van, we've never had any problems with the van. We do a U-turn, and as soon as we get in between both lanes of traffic, it dies. Blocking both lanes of traffic. <laughs> and people are freaking out, honking at us. We finally got it started again. Uh, but that was a pretty bad one. And then I, we also uh, got in a, that really, we got in a car accident. The one where we, we went across out. the highway? Yeah. Yep. We were driving to play in Ohio, Cleveland, I think, or Columbus. Sounds about right. And, there I was going to a house show too. No, so. no, it was actually a good show. Oh, it was, was a, it? Yeah, it was that club show. Remember we did the. You're this right, is you're Orchid right. or this Orchid. Orchid. This is Orchid, and we were driving same van, and uh, our guitar player Will was driving. I was in the back seat in the middle. I think you were in the passenger seat. I was in yeah shotgun. And uh, and there was like a freakish kind of ice storm, and we were driving along, and then. All of a sudden, the the back end, because there's so much equipment in the back, it's really back heavy. The back end just slides out uh, from behind, and Will's trying to catch it, but it the car turns completely around. Everyone's dead asleep too at this point. And I was, immediately we wake up, and Jay Green in the back just starts going, "We're all right, we're all right, we're all right. Everyone's good, everyone's good, everyone's good. We're all right, we're all right." Because the car is spinning, and like we're facing oncoming traffic, and we slide off, uh, and we go off the highway into a ditch. Across three lanes of traffic, backwards. Yeah. Jeez. And then we all got out and immediately peed on the side of the road. <laughs> Just nothing but... Everybody okay? Yep. <gasps> all right. Uh, and the van was fine. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of dirt jammed into the muffler, so there was a long period of time where we were sure that we were getting carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> so it was like coming through the vents. Okay, but so you guys said you were asleep during that... I think I was awake. Or, no, was you this might what, have been. Okay. I was definitely sleeping, and I got woke. No, but was this because three. you guys were doing like some obscene drive no. from somewhere else? No, it wasn't so. This far. was just kind of like taking a doze. You, you okay, know, you get in the because I know you. I remember that's you, a number one, uh, you know, thing to do in the van. Sure, to doze. Yes, uh, that's, that's the fun of tour. You I, go, I remember you, sleep a lot. you telling me a story once, like when you first start touring. It's a oh, fourteen-hour drive. Cool, we'll do it yeah, overnight. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, and then after like one tour of doing that, you're just like, that's absurd. Yeah. Uh, you guys did some absurd drive yeah. from like Atlanta to Detroit or something. Yeah, that's like, exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause we're uh, with the Von Bondies, right? Yeah. We got offered the show with the Von Bondies. You're like, it's going to be huge. <laughs> we're like, well, we can't miss that. Yes. Uh, so we drove from Atlanta to Detroit. For people who don't know, that's from the Southeast tip of the United States to the Northeast. Yeah. And also, for people who don't, wrong. don't look at a map, just listen to what we're telling <laughs> you. And for people who don't know, the Von Bondies are not a popular band. Yes. Not big enough to be driving uh, a magic, sti- magic stick. At the, the magic, magic stick, stick, yeah. But we got there as a big venue, whatever. The show was okay. Yeah. That's the only time I, I, I puked at that show on stage or behind the stage. During the set, I went back, quickly threw up, and then came back on. And then the other best part about that show 
was there the <laughs> one of the promoters was like, we had a cooler full of beer, and he's like, I just want to give you guys a heads up. There's a guy who comes in the backstage area and always pees in Troy Band's beer cooler. So just keep your eyes peeled for him. I'm like, you keep your eyes peeled for him. Why is he even allowed back in the venue if he's done it more than once and you know who he is? Uh, we didn't, uh, I, my assumption is our beer didn't get peed on, but I would have drank it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. So why, why did you vomit though? I was just singing and, yeah, I was singing and all of a sudden I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna puke. And then I think I was maybe just, Tired, I don't know. But you felt great afterwards. After I puked? Yeah. Are you guessing? No, I'm I'm saying the future, because that's happened to me too. I always felt great, like, like, oh god, this is gonna be bad. No, there's some pukes that are, there's some pukes that are are very, that it's a relief. And then sometimes you puke and you just, it doesn't help. Well, if you're sick, yeah. Bring things to the fore. But, oh, here's more. Actually, this, this brings, like, it's just, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you get treated to like a nice dinner or there's food at sure. the club. It's nice. And the menu is never conducive to like playing. It's just like, yeah, I'll have some fettuccine Alfredo before <laughs> the show. And then, like, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's nice. Heavy pasta will do yeah. me right right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so then, you know, you vomit. I once <laughs> threw up so much. I went, <laughs> this is not band related, but I just feel like I want to tell this story. We were, <laughs> I went out to dinner with my parents at this Italian restaurant and I got, it makes me, I'm seriously on the verge of gagging just thinking about what I ordered. I ordered this huge bowl of pasta. It was with the cream sauce and it was like, and there was shrimp in it. <laughs> it was, I, it tasted at the time great. Sure. But it's, it's just, I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> so I get home and I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like in a sweat, you know? And I was like, fuck. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to puke. And I felt sick because I'd eaten so much anyway. But then it was definitely some sort of food poisoning, something I don't know. So I go in the bathroom and I started throwing up and it's like this pink, creamy, and it's so mm. much that I'm like convinced I'm going to have to flush the toilet <laughs> in the middle of it because the bowl's filling up. And then I start laughing. <laughs> Which I'm, would be an insane amount. It's an insane <laughs> It's like so much. Gallon of vomit. I started laughing because I couldn't believe how much I was throwing up. Because <laughs> at first it was scary. I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, I can't stop. And then I was like, it's just ridiculous. Like, ah, not stop. And uh, I did. It got right below the what? rim. That is, that's, that's an insane amount of puke. And there was one almost whole shrimp. Mm. <laughs> he just plucked it right out. Yeah. Um, uh, that's great. So, I, so I, let's I, just <laughs> pretend I was on tour when that happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, really connecting it all, like, I mean, at the end of the day, why do you still do this? I, well, I don't really. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I, why do you, even why do you, I guess, you know, I, 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 I know partly the answer, but why do you, why do you still do this in, in any capacity, like that it hasn't completely broken you? Because it breaks a lot of people. I well, think, I, I, like, I, there's a couple there's a couple reasons why. I mean, I, I genuinely enjoy performing. Sure. In almost any capacity. Did a lot of musical theater as mm-hmm. a child. It's very true. <laughs> For listeners who don't know what musical theater is. It's no. terrible. That's great. <laughs> but uh What do you uh, rattle off some plays? I was uh I was in Anything Goes. I was Moonface Martin. I got the lead over James Vanderbeek. Yep. Uh I was in uh, I was in Lil Abner. I was in Guys and Dolls. Right. I was in Godspell. So you do have a pedigree in the in the theater. In the theater. I did Shakespeare in the Park. It was okay. a park in Connecticut, but it was in the park. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a park. <laughs> I did it a couple times. I did that a few times. Taming of the Shrew, Cymbeline, one of yeah. his lesser known works. Um <laughs> What are we talking about? Uh, why, why, oh yeah, why, so so oh yeah, yeah. So I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy performing pretty much. Uh, that's a big part of it. 
I, I genuinely love these these kind of counterculture music worlds too. I mean, there's something I find very appealing about uh, particularly like aggressive music, things that really sets sets itself just like goes out of its way to set itself apart from the regular world in right. some ways. Um, I DJ. I mean, I do. I do comedy. I mean, that like there. It's always a part of. That's always sort of a part of my life. The other thing is, I, I like. I can't. Like, I literally am in a place in my life where there. I have no, nothing else I can do. I have yeah. no other option. Mm. I wish to God I like learned how to do some kind of science. Sure. <laughs> Or sure. something like as, as I, I I always think of it like you know like uh, people will talk about in like the normal world like oh I I've got these gaps in my resume like my resume is nothing but gaps like there's <laughs> no. no going back like Not, did, you, did you work at the Gap I, I worked at nothing, nothing but, but the Gap uh, if, it's, it's a weird it's a weird rip off yeah uh, <laughs> nothing but the Gap but yeah there's there's kind of no going back um, okay yeah. but okay so here's a question though. Is that one of the reasons why it's fun to do it now is because it's pretty much completely on your own terms. Or, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, there's. I think Panthers was the last. Panthers was the only time. This is too far away. Panthers was the only time that I thought of it like, like this is going to be a job, because we got signed to a, a label that was in my big, and it was it was a subsidiary of a major label. We got a, a, a like a lot of money to record, at, as far as I was concerned. Right. We got sure. money for gear. They paid for van practice space, all that kind of stuff. There's an opportunity to to go for it. And I was like, like, it's yeah. This is going to be a job. And it just, I mean, we made a lot of mistakes, I think, in terms of how we handled it. But, yes. but I mean, it's like, uh, I, the whole thing, I, it was an enjoyable ride. But after doing, doing that band, I, I just was like, I'm only going to do music if I have control over what I'm doing and if, and that it's, it's fun and it's kind of what I want. I think really this is, terrible thing to say but i think the death knell to almost any band is democracy yeah hmm. i think when you have a group a room full of people i mean no matter how like-minded after a certain amount of time it's just like if you've got to ratify everything through everybody it's just like it's nice to have some one person who's like this is what it's like now let's all facilitate this yeah vision. i mean i th- i i think it depends my my experience was different than that because i was also in a band with just two other people right and you and- boss them around all the time What's that? And you boss them around all the time. Oh, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, uh, really. Hey, has, uh, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll tells uh, you what to do. Uh, What's that? The the death toll toll. Jethro Toll <laughs> coming Jethro up. Jethro coming next. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I. But it also it also came to an end after a while because it's just like okay, this is we've, well, we're not we've doing. Been, I mean, the, with a lot of with all the bands I've been in, they they end because it just seems like well we've done what we wanted to. And if we do more, it's either going to be, it's either not going to be fun or, or it's, you know, it's not going to be what people would want to hear. It's, you might as well, if you want to do something else, you might as well just move on to another project. A lot more compromise I mean, unless you're a band that's extremely popular, you know, obviously there's like some cachet to the name or whatever. But for, uh, for me, every Mm -hmm. band I've been in, it's just been like, well, now I want to do this kind of band. No one gives a crap about the name or anything. So I just why wouldn't changed. you just start something new? Just start yeah. it new. Yeah. So I, I like. I mean, I love working on new projects. I mean, it's it's fun. Given the opportunity to to do stuff with violent bullshit and like to go on tour, yeah. is that something that we're going to tour? We're going to tour, yeah. but it's it's going to be you know we're going to we're going to do you know fly out to the West Coast and 
play a little bit. You know, do short little trips here and there. And I mean, on your opportunities own arise, well, but I, I, I don't think I'll ever be in a position where I'm touring for over a month at a time. Ever again, be my guest. <laughs> a month is a month is a that's a, a long time. That's a long time. It's, it's a long. long. Time. Uh, yeah, but Definitely. I mean, the, the other thing is too that what's fun about it now is that if you you know we've we've all been playing music long enough that you can kind of we it's easy to get gigs. It's easy to <laughs> get gigs. Ah, that that so, actually that brings us later, that but, brings us to yeah. our uh, well finish your thought and that'll bring us to our final uh, question. Well, for you. I just I I find it it's fun to like, kind of experiment like experiment with genre just. All the genres that I'm interested in, there's no reason why I can't have a project for each. You know, like, right. why not? You know, because right. it's not like it's not like. Well, I don't understand what Jason Green is doing. There's so many projects, like, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I think it's really. I mean, being involved bullshit's super fun, because it's exactly. I mean, I love that kind of music. So it's, it's a, you know, there's no experimentation going on there. I mean, we're a hardcore mm-hmm. band. And so finally, uh, final, uh question. final question. What are your thoughts on the word gig? Well, obviously I just said it. I, I, it's, it's pretty annoying, I think. It's frustrating, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty annoying. Cause that's usually when people who haven't, don't play music or like family members. Oh, right? it's, uh, well, that's, you got a gig coming up. Yeah. No, Jeff and I were talking about it. What are we calling this thing? And Jeff's like, worst gig ever, like, and I'm like, I kind of think the name, the word gig is kind of annoying. It's like, that's the beauty of it. Like, <laughs> is, it. That, is this what it's called? It's called worst gig worst ever? Worst gig ever. Worst yeah. gig Well, you know ever. what I always think of too is gig bag. Right. Oh, yeah. And the gig soft, bag. The soft. The soft. Case. The soft the gig case bag. that you wear right. in like a backpack. And we, that's what, like whenever I go to South by Southwest, I'm always just like, it's the gig bag festival. Oh. Everyone's just like yeah. <laughs> walking up and down 6th Street with a gig bag on. Yeah. Um, musician. Although there was a gig bag that I got at South by Southwest endorsed by uh, Damien from Fucked Up. It was like, it was the best soft, ca- it was like the future of gig bags. You could fit two this guitars product, in You have it. product placement in this show? No, I'm not saying the name of what <laughs> it was. Striking some deals? I don't no, know no, no, no. You're this, making money with this, this gig bag. Was, Let me just tell you a little bit about this. This gig let, bag. <laughs> let, the gig let bag gets a, a bad name. But the hard, I mean, the hard case. I think if there's one person who should be helping to design a gig bag, it's a singer of a band. Here's the other. What? What? I play guitar. No, Damien. No, Damien. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing. Here's what I think about (laughs) gig bags. And it would never come to me. (laughs) This is what I think about gig bags. Is I don't think as this what this show is kind of about. Music is not easy. It's not meant to be easy. I don't think. I don't think like this is how I feel about Kickstarter. About anything like where there. I don't think. There should be sort of an aristocracy of talent that's involved with music. Yes. And, and I, the same reason I love New York City is that you every day you have to fight to be involved, and and it forces you to really like. If you don't love it, you can't. You won't keep doing it. Right. And so the idea of like, well, we need a softer case for my guitar. It's hard to carry my gear. <laughs> it's like right away I'm just like, get out of here. You're not gonna last right. a second. Like. Gear should be heavy. It should hurt when you carry it. Yep. It should be old sure. and not work right. You know, like this is, I think this is like how music should be. Uh, like, I, I agree with you 100%, but when you get the free, the swag, well, I'm not if you yelling will, at you for at... loving that gig bag. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I sold it for like, two, I sold it for like $250 too. Yeah, I told him I'm making cash. You don't have to profit. You don't have to defend it. I, I, that's just no. my own personal theory. I, I mean, whenever, when I, like, whenever I see bands, like, 
are playing small clubs and they're right. traveling in a vehicle that's bigger than the club or they have like in-ear monitors yes. and they're playing some fucking shithole and Ridiculous. you're just like you don't you're not ready for like you're you not play, ready for this. You play showcases. You don't play. And they get like, and they you don't get, understand how it works. They have a like, booking a, a press agent before they have a record out, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's just like you know that these people aren't going to last for it. Sure. Right. Uh cuz I mean part of it like the whole part of it part of it making any kind of art like this is you have to eat shit and then that's how you weed people out. Right. I mean there's people who are lifers who will be in unpopular bands forever and never stop and Case in point, I mean, it's just like, like some, some people just have that personality type. Right. And some people don't. Some people just want to be in a band and expect right away to be popular and, you know. I mean, I can't think of any situation where any band has gotten popular, right? I mean, it takes, if you were to tell somebody, like, I want to start a band, I think, you know, it's going to be a job, and you'd be like, well, it's going to take at least three years. Right. Before anything happens, really. Sure. I think most people would be like, what? That doesn't seem right, but right. I think that's totally. I, yeah, that's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Case. I think people want. I, I think people. Some people have that desire for that mythology of like, you know, this is the band that just like, you know. But even, I mean, I don't want to give it to them. But even like showcase bands, like they're living in that weird world. I mean, we're also talking about New York bands. Yes. Maybe starting yes. a band in a smaller city, and you, you can get you, you can get onto you know uh, uh, touring well, maybe band you can be shows. A hometown that, hero, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's different. I mean, I remember when the big boom happened in New York where it was like, it was like the Interpol and the Yeah Yeahs and Lars and all these bands were getting really popular. All those bands were working like crazy for a long time. Yeah. Interpol, I used to see at Mercury Lounge, played a nobody. Yes. Right. Because it had the drummer of another hardcore band we played with, Seisha. Right. Yes. This guy, Greg Judy, used to play for them. And didn't used- you also see the, some guy from Interpol walking down the street screaming at someone into his phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By our practice space. (laughs) It's like a trap. Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) I completely forgot about that until just now. Mind trap. It was, Uh, it was was, uh, a, uh. But those guys, I mean, and and the Yeah Yeahs, we, I mean, we played with the Yeah Yeahs and the Lars in front of nobody in New Jersey. Like, like those bands, they all, every band I think that's successful tends to work, are really hard workers. Right. Uh, People, people, I get, like I said, I think people desire to, and especially people getting into music, whatever, whatever art, want to have that, the, the lottery ticket approach. Like, that there are these bands that's just like, oh man, like, you know, these people are, you know, they got this. Like, they got this and I didn't. They got the, the kind of magical ticket. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. All those bands were, they were all working. Yeah. Was, and I, I, I do just think... were not working. Some of them weren't working from the same world. No. The same punk world. Uh, no, but that's, but that's, that's, that's you know. Yeah. Uh, the, I think with you, I think with YouTube and stuff, it's changed things a bit because it does allow for like everyone to if you have some sort of like catchy tune, put it up on there, upload it to the YouTube's. People can see it, and you know, like there's a lot of bands that come out, but those things don't stick around either. I mean, Nuts. right? I don't know. It's a new batch. I think yeah, we we can close this off. We can. In, in, uh, the, in the words of uh, Steven Tyler, all bands got to dream on. God. It's Aerosmith. I'd even, the I told him I could not even do it in the voice. I was, I was I not lost, understanding I, where you were going. I was not. I was not committed to it until you I, said. In the words on. of Steven Tyler, loving an elevator, yeah. living it up while you're going down. The I told of rock and roller. <laughs> w G E. Mike Pace. Oof. And Jeff Garlock. Uh, thank you, Jay Green. Uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, a, a man of many stories, many talents. We got to have you on to talk about the uh, comedic elements of your uh, 
I've career got a, at some I've got point. a couple of big stinkers for that one. Too, awesome. So. We're going to have you back on that sooner rather than later. Good. All right. Get uh, him awesome. safe. Get him <laughs> safe. <laughs> Asshole. Worst gig ever. 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 Ever.